why why not let's let's move on to Ramadan, you know? Uh let's just start off with yeah, what your first Ramadan, how was your first Ramadan and also, you know, uh what is Ramadan to you? Oh, first Ramadan, you mean before my Shahada or <laughs> Uh, it can be before and also can be the first one after your shahada. Uh, which one is more significant or both are significant? You can share on both as well. Actually, before my shahada, it's more like how fasting feels like on the body. Yeah, and then to wake up so early in the morning, and I just I I I'm I was okay with the fasting process, but to to kind of elaborate more on this experience, I guess like it's more. How do I, what do I get out of this fasting uh, process? Is it more like for my body or like, you know, I because I'm someone who will say sometimes like, you know, I will Google like, okay, why why fasting? Like, why this, why that? So, yeah, but more importantly, like before my shahada, I joined my ex-mom's uh, family. And the one thing I love about Ramadan is that the family bondings that we have. Like iftas and then I don't, I, I don't know how to do taraway prayers, right? So, I'm just like, main role is to eat. So, and then, you know, food, it's on the table. It's like, oh my God, there's so many food. Uh, yeah, summer going is the best. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ramadan, I remember first year Ramadan, it was a bit, a bit different. Uh, I mean, also because it's my first, uh, but over the years, uh, every year is a bit different also. So, for my first year, I remember it was quite uh, fulfilling in terms of spiritual aspect. I uh, I tried on the sunnah fasting. I didn't know much about it. All this sunnah fasting, this fasting, that this sunnah thing that I don't know until I went for uh, Al-Qudwa classes. Yeah, but before that, uh, Ustad uh, Sassam Amman also talked about it as well. So when I tried sunnah fasting for the first year, so to get my, I was very nervous about it. Like, okay, am I going to do this fasting right? Because the last time I fasted was like before uh, Mashada was taken in 2014 so before that was like 2013 like one year I, I like I don't know what is it like to fast so I was really nervous also the first time I did was like just two weeks but this time I was like okay I'm Muslim now let me fulfill my obligations I'm gonna do it for a month <laughs> you know yeah, so, uh, but I was still really nervous so I did a Monday Thursday fasting to kind of get me prepared uh, I remember the first day I joined my friend Nazira at the Masjid uh, Kasim. I was like, okay, quite nervous. Like, okay, uh, first day of Ramadan was okay. Uh, I did sah- like saho. I, I prepared like very, like very simple sah- dates, uh, almonds. I don't eat much in the morning and I can't really, my eyes are still closed. I, I can't <laughs> like figure out like what to do, like what to eat. So I just like get very small, like fruits, dates, almond, milk, water. I need a lot of water because I, yeah, so I drank mini water as well. Then when breakfast happened, uh, me and my friend met at the mosque, uh, Masjid Kasim. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. I really like it. I still remember it was my first time I joined, I was at the mosque for a, a Ramadan uh, event. Like, not event, like, you know, Rawe and all that. So I never, I never done that previously. So... I guess it was very nice because everyone was just so friendly and then like, you know, giving salam and then I don't really 
know what to do like okay just salam and then uh karaoke players came i didn't know what to do so um my friend azia was like you know what just follow let's do two cards like she just gave me a quick brief of like what karaoke players and like you know two cards two cards but i think i was more like okay i i want to do this because it's ramadan let me do this but i think i i was stressing myself too much and then and masjid kasim at that point also because uh at the mo- it was ramadan right and then because of course Before that, my dressing was still okay. Uh, talk about dressing. I I I love dresses. So the, the Ramadan, I had to like okay. I don't know what to do. Like what to wear. So I was at work, and then I had to wear like this work blazer, leggings. And when I did the tarot prayers, I was like, oh my god, it's so hot. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, God. I was <laughs> I was really waiting. I was so excited for the tarot prayers, right? But at the same time, I feel so suffocated because. My outfit wasn't um terrari friendly <laughs> because I had that on. I have a dress on. I have a cardigan on. I mean, work blazer on, pretty thick. I have my leggings on. I have a tulukong on. It's like four, like three layers. And then magic that time was like just they have fan. Oh, I cannot take it, man. I was like, I think it's halfway through the like eight rakarats. The first set they do eight rakarats, right? I didn't. Like maybe I did, but I don't know. I was, I mean, halfway through, I was like, very like headed idea. Like, what is this? What am I doing now? So, uh, finally, like I managed to get through the eight, and then because they stopped for a while before I continue to like the twenty one, right? So Nazira had to like, you know what? You can't do this. You cannot force yourself. This one is not about forcing yourself. If you can't do it, it's okay. Don't impose your health or like your well being because you want to do it, and like because you know, you know, it's Ramadan and you want to do it. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty a great a good experience on that. Uh, I know how to like see what to wear when I go for tarawih prayers now. Uh, yeah, so but it's more like the bonding, and then people are like just yeah. Also, the brani are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never, okay, I tell you guys, I never eat brani. Like I don't really eat brani. So when mm-hmm. I first go to the mall trying to eat brani, I oh my god, <laughs> brani there. I don't know why they are so good there. Tar is good, even though they're super sweet. Brand is good. Everything is just so good. <laughs> yeah, so, I think it's when you're fasting, right? Everything, everything tastes good. Like that time, my mom made like really, really salty noodles, but everyone just fin gobbled it up, and then she was like, "Are you sure it's good? It's really spi- it's salty." We're like, "No, it's great." And then, and, and then you come back to the same food like two hours later. You're like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah." Yeah, you're like, "What, what, what did we eat?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but okay, yes, the, the, the food in the mosque, they're they they very good. Uh, yeah, Ramadan. Even after that, right? Even after Ramadan, I went to a mosque to like, they sometimes Friday, they'll give the, they will get the brani, Bubur. right? Oh, biryani oh, also. So, like, biryani, uh, uh, Al-Fala has the biryani. Yeah, they only mm. cook as well. Yeah, it was after mm. Ramadan, like, not during Ramadan, during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like, biryani at the mall just tastes better. It's <laughs> 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 different, it's <laughs> different. <laughs> I, I think I think it's the baraka. I think it's the baraka. Yeah. Mashallah. I also think. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I think do, do you feel like Do you feel like having a companion? You know, the first few times you had Ramadan, the first time you prayed, really, really helped with the experience. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and also like I'm glad that um um like Nazira brought me along because I don't know what to do. I mean, of course, I would love to like fulfill this like sunnah like fast uh, prayers and fasting, right? But you know. Uh, I mean, you can only ask to start at a certain point, and then you also don't want really to like, bother them too much. Sometimes I feel like 
I don't know. Just at the time, I was like, I don't have an ustada that I can ask. And then I said, I'm like, hmm, who should I ask? So I'm, I'm really glad that Hamila Nazira was the one helping me through the first year of Ramadan. Uh, say all this and that, join my family. Uh, I think it's more like the family bonding that within Ramadan, it just gets more, um, I don't know, just touching to me to see like, you know, people are so friendly and then they're willing to help you. They're willing to, yeah, it's fine. Uh, no worry. Um, uh, if you don't know the, the the surah to recite, never mind, just recite Al-Fatiha, it's fine. Like, they're very reassuring because I think, uh, like, sometimes I, get, I, I think you need that kind of uh, encouragement, right, to know that, okay, okay, you are a convert. But at the same time, do your best, Allah will do the rest. You know that kind of thing? So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's my first year. Uh, yeah, my I, I learned my lesson so, so called from the Arabic period. <laughs> like, I was painting, man. I was like, oh my god, I can't anymore. Like, if this, like, I'm, I can't, I want to do 21, but I'm dying here. Like, it's so hot. I can't take it. I remember, like, after Iraqa, I like, take out the car, like, I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, I guess, I guess for. For males, it isn't that tough. Uh, we, 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 we don't have to cover as, uh, to the extent in which uh, females have to. So it is, it's, it's easier for us to pray through our way. You can still but, feel the uh, wind in your neck. Yeah, yeah, we can feel the wind in our neck, you know. If it's too hot, we can take off the sonko, you know. And then after that, uh, you know, I hope that we pray that other things don't come off after that. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but you know Coming to Ramadan as, as, a, as a Muslim, your first, second or third Ramadan, it's always good to have someone with you when you're praying Taraweh. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's, I think that's, a, that's, that's, honestly, if I were to look back at, at my Ramadan, uh, I think that, that is a must-have. Like, Alhamdulillah, I was blessed with companions with me for my first Ramadan. So, Taraweh, I've had people sitting beside me telling me, okay, this is what they recite. So, so I, I never really felt like I was always, I, I never really felt like I was lost. Yeah. But you do see some converts or even born Muslims who just, you know, first time praying Taraweh, in the masjid sometimes you you do something called a sujud tilawat that means in in the middle of reading the quran you 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 see a command uh sujud so everyone has to go into sujud after the after the ayah is recited and you see some people are lost also they they, they don't know what's going on then some go into ruku while everyone goes to sujud you know i think for converse it's very important to have uh, companions then you know we feel just bring to our way and to throw all your faq on, you know, because definitely you're not going to ask Ustad, you know, Ustad, if I pick my nose, you know, it's, it's my fasting invalidated, yeah. you know, Ustad, if I dig my ears, you know, yeah, yeah so, so it's, it's important. And also having a, a a partner with you when you're doing your Taraway and everything, uh, it, it also, you know, they, they know the limits, you know, because uh, from, from first rakat to eight rakat is is one experience, you know. But from eight rakat to the twentieth rakat is a different experience. From the twentieth rakat to the twenty third rakat is is a way different experience. So, uh, uh, one that has prayed a, f- a few years already, they they know how it is, you know, to jaga. Perhaps first year as a convert with our jazz, right? We we might want to pray everything, you know. Uh, and, and we perhaps unfortunately we chose a location without aircon. You know, nowadays alhamdulillah a lot more have aircon, right? Sometimes we don't we we, we 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 choose a place where there's no aircon. Then we we think we can do it, but but you know, um, the 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 one who is bringing us to the mosque and guiding us who knows better lah. They know that you know at the twelve, thirteen, fourteen rakat, you know you're gonna feel extremely tired. You know you're gonna lose your focus. You know some people they also sometimes they 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 will pass out because of the heat. So, so it's, it's extremely important to know yourself and also to get someone who knows the process to guide you through. So, it's, there's a lot of technicalities that comes in during Taraway. Yeah. 
Yeah, but not not be afraid. I really liked it that you 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 tried bring your taraweeh the, the the first time you had Ramadan. I think uh, it's it's something that looks very big to some converts because eight rakats. Oh my goodness! And then like it's it's not like those kind of maghrib rakats. You know, the like first 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 one is surah an uh, surah an uh, surah an ikhlas. The second one is surah an nas. You know, this is like sometimes you hit a mosque and then like, they want to cut down the Quran, right? The first night, the first uh the first two rakats is surah al fatiha. Then second one, right? You go to al Baqarah and you're like, oh my goodness. Like goodness, good. Like you, you, you just stay there until like nine forty-five. It's a big task, but you know you don't have to pray all eight. Sometimes you can only pray two. If you're in a rush or you feel like that's too much, you can pray two or four. You can leave also. It's okay. Just, just take a step and just to try. You know, it's something. Tarawih prayer is so precious because it only comes in Ramadan. You can pray any other prayers you want outside outside of Ramadan. You can pray your tahajud, your 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 kiyam, your ta- your tauba, everything. But on tarawih, you you miss that day. It's that day. You know, it's gone. You can't you can't out your taraweh outside Ramadan, you know. So just take a step to try. I think there's a lot of barakah in that. And of course, you know, because so many people are praying taraweh in the mosque, it goes without saying the food has a lot of barakah and the food is extremely tasty, regardless of how you know it actually tastes. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. like for taraweh, like for for some like if let's say like converts are really new to it, like for me the faith itself. Um, based, I think more importantly to like take it slowly. Um, don't don't rush, and also like I guess it it really helps to have a friend beside you because, uh, if, let's say you're someone like me, I haven't learned Arabic right, and then I don't know what verse they're talking about. So before that, just the Ustad will say, oh, okay, we're gonna do this verse, and I like okay, then I will ask my friend, so what verse? I was like okay, this verse. Then I will have my phone in front of me, but oh, okay, so this verse, but the English translated one. So oh, okay, like at least I I. I know like what is going on. Like okay, read this verse in English and then like you know look through it, and I still can go with the flow. But after that, yeah, I I guess it's just really taking baby steps. Uh, yeah, and also, <laughs> yeah, the clothing matters a lot. <laughs> Even so, if I- uh, side side track, I really understand you because uh, I love fashion, right? And I am the kind of person who does like fashion but without showing the chest. So, it means that I wear a lot of different kind of jackets, right? And then every time I go to my schools, yeah, layering and stuff. So, every time I go to my school, Musala, thank God it's air-conditioned. But, oh my God, sometimes I, I have this urge to just take off my jacket, put it on top of my bag, and then, like, literally wear my sleeveless shirt underneath my telekong just so that I can not, like, suffer. But I, I don't do that because men also enter the Musala. So, I just just suck it in, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel you, I feel you. It gets warm. Yeah. This is actually one of the challenge I was facing through. I feel you. I love dresses. I have tons of dresses at home. Like it's all like yeah, knee length. My and then I can wear very uh for work and then I can go go out. Mm-hmm. And then when I declare my shahada, right, when I go to the mosque, right, and then I was like, man, I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> you know, like kind of like. <sighs> so you pull out your leggings. Uh yeah no I, I I wear my leggings so like the first year was very hard for me because not just um prayers uh, per se I my issue was with dressing and my part my dress are really not like very short kind because I anyway I need to wear for work I all lean then so at the same time like okay I need to cover my so called cover my legs right like okay I go and get leggings uh so one thing about being a convert is that you kind of need to see how you want your fashion choices and then be modest about it. How do you mix it up? 
So, but at the same time, there's this part that I, I overlook, which is the material that was used in the clothing. Because I'm someone who, like, I can't take heat. So I, I got myself cardigan and all that, like blazers and then leggings. Then also, of course, yeah, I, I did a lot of shopping online, like, you know, fashion ballet, okay, this one looks good, okay, can wear for work, can this one, not too flowery, not too colourful, because I need to wear for work, uh, or maybe on Friday, I wear a bit more colourful, but that's about it, so I don't really know how to go about choosing the material, until like this thing happened, right, oh my god, I start to have rashes all over, and then I was like, okay, I'm freaking out, am I, like what's happening with my body, and it's just, yeah, I feel you, man. It's just so, like, you want to wear nice clothes, but then these nice clothes, I can't wear to the mask. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess the tip is also, like, set yourself up for success, you know. Uh, when you are, maybe first few times, you maybe you're on a hot day, you're, you're wearing something thick also, go to a mosque with an aircon, you know, like, you know, just to make it easier for yourself with the intention of completing all the, the solar, you know, just just go to a, or head to Darakam, you know, they have a musola with two yeah. floors and their air condition, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's just that. Uh. I was going to say, Alphala wasn't like renovated, right? It was so hard. But now we have. Oh no, I, I felt that, I felt that. Really? Suddenly I was transported into that kind of uh, scenario. I, I, wow. Flashes, flash through my eyes. <laughs> I, I I think I think the worst experience I had with clothes was was going to the beach. We had to when I was with the air force, we had to go to the beach for for one of our excursions, right? So we all, all the guys would be in their shorts and stuff, lah. But at the point of time, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given me the tawfiq to become a Muslim, to be to want to become a practicing Muslim. So I wore jeans to the beach with covered shoes and and what and, you didn't and, wear you know, like tights underneath a short. Uh, I I didn't buy them yet because I I it was very very like I just came to the faith so I I wore okay, jeans into to to the beach uh, so and <laughs> yeah that was the worst I ever felt you know that was truly like was so sticky sand was everywhere and like sometimes the sea water heat that I cannot take out and everything but I I think like that that is just like the tip of the iceberg like, uh, this, today listening to both of you like it, it really you know brings me brings brings like to light the the challenges that 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 women really face when they come into Islam and, and even as born Muslims are to put on the hijab is 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 tough you know but also you know don't disregard those who are trying you know they have their own challenges that things that might might hold them back from wearing the hijab but most of them are trying to to keep to become to still keep by the Sharia in their own ways and and alhamdulillah once they work it out, once once they work towards the stage in their life when when Allah gives them the tawfiq to also embrace this uh, wearing the hijab, you know, when it comes to, to their time, then you know they will. But you know, meanwhile, you know, keep keep having good thoughts of them because it's not easy, you know. It, seriously, uh for me is hard, you know, twenty rakats is really hard, you know. I cannot imagine being in long sleeve, wearing a, another layer on top of the lokong, you know, and then like trying to pray twenty rakats, you know, in in, in such a like in such a crowded condition in, in a very you know a humid place so so kudos to you guys you know um con- continue continue striving i think allah knows best you know of, of the nothing ever strikes a believer except his sins are expiated even the prick of a needle so so all your strive will be rewarded everything will be accounted for so keep that in mind you know and i'm sure you guys are not doing it for anyone other than yourselves and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so so really alhamdulillah that allah is the all-knowing and uh, mm. let's 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 fast forward. Are there periods of time like I guess like in your throughout your whole journey while you were fasting this month where you felt like very very lonely because of the fact that no one in your family or in your immediate circle of friends could relate to what you were doing? 
like your fasting and your strife? Mm, no, I I'm I'm okay. I I still talk. Uh, I have uh, this very close friend, Hamdulillah, who I met when I was going to Al Qudra Academy. Uh, so both and she's oh she's a Chinese Muslim. Her dad's a convert. Her late dad's a convert. So there are a lot um experiences and then uh things that she went through, even though um. Yeah, she's a second gen convert that we kind of relate. So I wouldn't say like it was lonely because once in a while she she does check in. We check in with each other, and then yeah, um, like there are times that uh, her family like welcome me to like oh um let's like before a few years back she just asked me to join her family, and yeah, I feel not so lonely. Yeah, but even though it just uh, at the end of the day. Um, like you still go back to your home and then you're like okay <laughs> I'm alone in this yeah but otherwise I guess it's uh, not my time yet that uh, like Allah say okay Zoe you need to be your own it's okay do it on your own first and then something will come along that <laughs> way mm-hmm. I guess Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Um, I, I think that's very good uh, that, that you know in, in, in Ramadan we always have that just just that one person to share experience about. Sometimes I myself, I feel like, especially you talk about Taraweeh, right? Sometimes like, I've, I remember when the first time I prayed my 20 rakats, I was very happy because like, I, I never thought I could do it. Lah. But then I went home, then I couldn't tell my mom because if I tell my mom, then I got to spend 30 minutes to explain what is a rakat, you know, what is Taraweeh, what is Ramadan and everything. So like, yeah, at points I do feel like a bit lonely. But like what you say, you know, um, you, you talk to your friends and, and they definitely do understand. And, and even moving forward beyond Ramadan, like you talk about uh, Shawwal, where everyone is celebrating it, but converts have no one to celebrate with uh, if you're talking about family. So, you know, as a born Muslim, your help goes a long way. Like, you know, invite a convert to your house. Just maybe one day will be enough to, to just have Hari Raya. And, and I think that, that really like allows them to feel the communal spirit. That's, that's what we want to in the end, right? We are one community of brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think that's, that's what converts are sometimes fearful of also. After everything, after Ramadan, like, the end is for many people, Idul Fitri. Huh? Is, it, is it Idul Fitri or Idul Adha? I think, okay, it's, it's it, well, the it's day of celebration. One. Yeah. And, and, uh, when everyone's celebrating, then who do I celebrate with? So, you know, uh, as I guess for, for us as, as converts, we, 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 we first know that uh, even if you're alone, Alhamdulillah, uh, Allah has set aside uh, time for us to be grateful because uh, it's haram to fast on the day of Eid also because it's supposed to be a day of celebration. So it's also a good time to spend your time with your, your, your Lord, okay? But for Bob Muslims, if you're able to, you know, Make a change this 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 year, and and of course not doing the circuit breaker. I'm not advocating you guys to invite people during circuit breaker to come. First of June when circuit breaker ends, okay. If you if you are able to, then <laughs> when, when circuit breaker eases, okay. Uh, inshallah. Uh, you know if you are able to, then then maybe invite uh convert over just one of them to to your house, and I think it will really brighten their their month. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm really thankful for, for your sharing. I've learned a lot from it. But before we end, I just want to add one last question. I, I think uh, I, I, Mira, we could answer that as well since I think it's our last episode in month Ramadan. Um, what is your daily Ramadan routine? Oh, uh, wow. This year Ramadan. Hmm, what do I do? I just... Uh, can I be honest about this? To be honest, right? When the first year... Oh, no. First day of Ramadan 
it's going to happen on the Friday, right? I wasn't prepared. I was like, am I done already? <laughs> oh no, I never buy anything. And like, there's nothing at home to eat. How? Yeah, so that was what happened. <laughs> uh, and then I wasn't prepared anything. I was like caught off guard. I was like, man, I need to work on this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got better along the days. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually staying out my own. Uh, so sharing it with a housemate. So the thing is that uh, this housemate doesn't know I'm Muslim. But it took me a while to like let it off with him because I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> and then and also because uh I think that day I told him was just uh the last ten nights and I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm actually Muslim. So it got easier. Uh I, I yeah, that's the thing with me I need to work on. So I, I, I still find uncomfortable sometimes to say like, oh I'm Muslim and yeah, because of a lot of the experiences that comes when I mentioned it previously. So let's not go into that. So yeah, it got like day to day just like um waking up uh I I, I four four thirty, yeah, four thirty, four forty five and then uh every night I the night before I will just prepare like okay, what do I order? Like if I order dinner, right? Okay, let's order additional portion. Or like say I go to the food center, I, I buy stuff back. But mainly my morning meals are really light. Uh, I don't eat a lot. I can't eat rice. I don't understand why. Like I can't understand why people eat rice in the morning. I cannot. My eyes can't even open. My neither my mouth. So I just need very like like baby food. So I got bean food. Uh, basically that's it. Then I'll end. Yeah, I will go to. I will sleep <laughs> after like you know whatever I need to do in the morning. Then I'll I wake up again about. I plan to like get my day going, uh, but usually like what one o'clock, my my stomach will be growling already. I'm like, don't think about it. And then I don't know why. Sometimes now with this circuit breaker, we have wet cough, right? And then people are eating. I'm like, <laughs> people are eating on the camera. I mean, I, I don't think that they are. They feel feel free to eat. And then we talk, so time we talk about donuts. And it's like, oh my god, I'm craving for donuts. I crave. Which I don't really do that. So yeah, and then the day goes by five, I guess five five plus I'm like okay, I can do this another two hours to go and then I will start to like I brush my teeth more often. Yeah, I feel like because I can't drink water, right? It's just very weird in my mouth. Uh, yeah, so by the time Margaret happens and then just okay, Margaret time, don't know what to, was craving so much and then now I don't know what to eat. Yeah, it always happens and then where the food, like the food comes right, I'm like, uh, I just take three bites and then I'm done. I don't, I don't eat anymore. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I want to eat this, I want to eat that. Then the food comes, nope, this is all like, you know, uh, <laughs> cravings and temptation that offer when control your. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, so like, Ramadan to me is just more like, not just fasting on the food, but more like your temptation and then what you. Of uh, refrain yourself from like you know you always try to sometimes you get in a heat of moment you just like get angsty and then things just come out. But Ramadan is like okay you're more aware. I shouldn't say this. I should say this. I shouldn't say this. That you know fasting of different aspects. Yeah, food, words, actions, 
I guess, yeah. I see, I see, I see. That I think that's 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 good. Uh, I, I honestly, I I also feel the first world problem. I guess is a Islamic first world problem. Uh, you know, you have one meal, but you have so many cravings. So like once you feel full from that one meal, then I guess that's it for the night, man. Then you know I'm still like have like a backlog of cravings that I I I have yet to satisfy because you know I just have that one meal. Then like if I eat Jollibee, then I I I can't eat pasta mina for the for on the same day. Then like you know I can't eat donuts because I already ate like pancakes. You know I have that one meal. Then like I don't wake up enough uh, early enough for, for to cook a uh, a full sahur. So like I guess that one meal is all I have for for the day. So yeah, it, it, I, I, yeah, it's I. It's, I think it's a problem that uh, we, we are privileged to have. Lah. So Alhamdulillah, I think that also reminds us to be to be grateful for, for what we have. So I guess, what, what about you, Mira? How, what is your Ramadan routine? Um, for mine, right, when I retire for the day for Sahu, I'm very blessed that I have a domestic helper because um, she's like my second mom. And honestly, without her, I think I will literally die because she cooks all of the meals. And, um, you know, to ease her burden, I also help her in the kitchen these days because of COVID. And then I also, because previously I didn't have the privilege too. And you know, they say that if you feed those who are fasting, you will also be blessed with blessings as well, inshallah. So, you know, that's great. And then, um, so when, when I have cravings, such as you guys mentioned, I will actually like make it by, I'll make it on my own and I'll ask my family, anybody wants? And they'll be like, mm, okay. So, um, you know, if I have special, like if I saw like souffle pancakes, I don't know why, Ramadan is the only time I actively look for cooking recipes more than I usually do. Usually I'll watch like two on Ram- during Ramadan I'll watch like way more especially if I'm waiting for a class to start right I'll just watch videos like okay this seems like a good thing to cook. So you know I'll, I'll make it for like um, my Easter and then because uh, you can't taste I think that's the best part you can't taste it right so it's really just a gamble every single day but yeah that's, that's yeah it's a hit or miss but that's, that's the fun part of Ramadan I would say like beyond like spiritual things it's just just funny things that won't really happen outside of Ramadan and then um after after Sahur I usually I try I'll stay awake until Sahur and then after that right I'll just sleep until about 11-ish plus and that's when I start to do work because um I'm still a student in SMU so I have a lot of commitments there and uh, recently, Muslim Society has been doing this uh, Ramadan Reminder series. Every, for, so we are posting content every single day for a month. And that means that we have to shout out to SNUMS. That's where we are from. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, we, are, we, are, we are running the social media account. By we, I mean like me and my team. Haven's the Hongjian sect. Fun facts. So um, yeah, uh, it's, it's really fun. I mean... In a way, while while reading, because we we many we got the whole of Muslim society to actually come and help us write the content, right? So you know, beyond like my online tafsir classes, beyond like my own readings and like um other supplementary, um, supplementary resources from places like Sakina Institute, for example, um, I actually get to spend this time, even though I feel guilty that I'm using Photoshop and Canva as a form of like ibadah per se, because I'm helping others to receive this knowledge that our Muslim society has curated, you know. Uh, I, my, my, my marketing teammate actually said something really funny. He said, I wonder if Allah sees Photoshop as an ibadah and we all just were like, hmm, that's a very good question. <laughs> because we've been really busy with this. 
we like yeah like sometimes we feel bad you know that we 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 spend like most of our day like curating content but hopefully there uh, uh there's blessings for us inshallah for helping uh, uh for helping to spread the knowledge but yeah i guess this month is really special because usually um i'll be in school or like i'll be doing like other commitments in school so i wouldn't really have time for as much uh ibadah as i usually would as as i as i would hope to have but you know this month is truly truly special i can actually you know and i live in woodland so i don't have to travel all the way to other parts of the world just to go for classes so that's great you know that you just wake up like look presentable nobody can smell you so that doesn't matter right so as long as you look presentable it's fine and i think that's yeah that's the, that's the ramadan routine i don't know i still still shower of course i i don't think anybody would pray without showering but um yeah i guess my Ramadan routine is really just very spiritual this month, which I'm grateful for because I don't think I would have a more spiritual month than this one due to COVID. So yeah. I, I one thing I learned um actually over the course of these months and also from both of your sharings is that like ibadah can be done in a lot of ways. So this I think it's quite specific ibadah that there is prayers or your zikir and 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 also you know, uh, prayer, zikir, and also zakat, fasting, they, they are specific ibadah. But, you know, when you talk about ibadah, it's actually, actually everything. Like like what uh, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, If your intention is to be a ibadah, is to make an action in ibadah, then it is ibadah because you will be rewarded according to your intention. So, you know, you talk about Photoshop, something as, as you know, modernized, I would say, as, as Photoshop, you know, as detached from the Islamic... Um, you know, uh, essence as Photoshop can can also be ibadah if if we if we you know intend properly and say okay Allah I'm using this as a tool to 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 spread the knowledge to ease the uh, affairs of other Muslims or to help other Muslims learn more about Ramadan or you know I'm I'm cooking for my fa- sake of my family you know I'm helping out with if if the if the dishes and everything a lot of people think okay in Ramadan I must pray I must I must read Quran and everything but we forget that you know being filial children to our parents are also it's also ibadah to help them with uh, cooking iftar for half an hour one hour is also ibadah you don't have to we don't have to feel guilty about it ramadan is a time where where we do ibadah but that's, that doesn't mean you know suddenly from from studying for your finals you jump straight to studying your quran you know you know ibadah is also you know spending time outside of of your specific ibadah to fulfill your roles in 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 which you you, you play in different parts of life be a be a a, a child be someone in a Muslim society, you know, be be a worker, you know. That's when we start to think, okay, I want to do more ibadah. How do I, you know, do more ibadah? The first thing you do is to set intentions for everything. Because if you're not if you don't intend, then Wallahu alam whether Allah will accept it or not. But Allah has 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 given revelation to the Prophet to say that every action is only but by their intentions. So you know that definitely if you intend uh, good for an action, then also in other hadith, what what is the reward for good other than good? So you will be rewarded with your intention. So you start by intending everything. Sit down also bismillah. Eat bismillah. Toilet bismillah. Sleep bismillah. Everything bismillah. And you and you hope for Allah's mercy to to grant you the the rewards of your action. So 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 things like this, you, you we start to think. Okay, ibadah is so 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 versatile. You know, going to school can be ibadah. Cooking can be ibadah, and everything can be ibadah. And this is the man of ibadah. So, uh, I think. 
this is why we get you guys to share Ramadan routine, you know, is to show a contrast. Someone can be spending their, their, their days and nights in Quran, which is alhamdulillah perfectly normal. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, good for them. But one might be, you know, uh, also might have responsibilities other than, than the time to spend for, for Quran and might have to help out with the family, with the groceries, you know, and, and circuit breaker, maybe they have to get an extra part-time job and they might feel sad that they are, they are not able to dedicate this to, to, to their, their time to specific ibadah like reading the Quran. But don't forget, Allah didn't say just specific ibadah will be counted. Everything you do is ibadah. If you're taking a new job, they say Bismillah and do the job. Remember the principles of Islam set by Allah to, for you to fulfill your obligation and do the job for the sake of Allah. That is also ibadah. So, I think, alhamdulillah, that's, that's a very good lesson to cap our our our, our final episode in month Ramadan. Uh, alhamdulillah, I think we learned so much from both of you guys here. I, I personally have learned a lot during this Ramadan series. Um, you know, as always, it's, it's always an honor and blessing to, to have um, people like you on the show, uh, Sister Zia. And... Uh, before we end, we just like to also extend. I think this episode will be posted before Ramadan ends, inshallah. Maybe on Thursday, we'll, we'll, we'll try to rush things out. Uh, but, it, you know, when it comes to Ramadan, before Ramadan ends or, or during Shawal, if any convert needs a companion or, or if any convert needs any help, please feel free to come and, and, and reach out to Convert Central. You know, we have we have a, a a wealth of speakers. I think we have twelve or eleven up to now. Any one of them might be able to help you if if you are able to connect you with them. And and I think all of us here we, we would love to help. This is why we're here doing what we do. So uh, if you do need any help, do do hit out to our Instagram page to to drop us a DM or 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 or, or just leave us a comment on one of our posts. We will get in touch with you. So Alhamdulillah, this comes uh, this brings us to the end of our episode and our uh, end of our, our Ramadan series. Alhamdulillah, we we are very thankful that, that Allah blesses us and to complete our intention of 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 starting Ramadan series to help our fellow brothers and sisters. And we, we once again we pray that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala can guide us in in the last few days of Ramadan to to work towards His and to see everything as ibadah towards him and and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we hope that he he always is happy with all of us and and, they, and that we remain in his pleasure he accepts all our intentions for for his ibadah and um with this uh let's let's end the session with uh, tasbir kafara and uh, surah al-asr subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik bismillahirrahmanirrahim wal asl innal insana lafi khus illa alladhina amanu wa amilus salihati wa tawasaw bil haqqi wa tawasaw bis sabr okay thank you so much sisters yeah for being the last guest on our, our ramadan series we are so so happy to have you here today and to everyone else have a good uh, ramadan last last day of ramadan and also uh, uh, selamat hari raya assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh